1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's talk to the founder of Go Long GoLongTD. It's GoLongTD.com, the author of The Blood and Guts, How Tight Ends Save Football, a man on Twitter at Ty Dunn. If you haven't figured it out yet, you're not good at trivia. He is Ty Dunn. Ty, what's up, buddy? Bill, what is up with you, man? I just got done reading
0: one hell of a story about you that was great to see. You deserve uh, every compliment that comes your way. I agreed with the author. You are as genuine as it comes, man. What you say, you believe, and that's why uh, you're one of the best in the business.
1: Thanks, buddy. Let me ask you a question. I said that Tom, the producer, bristles, and he's all offended. Is Is it an insult to call someone a bristler? I think I think there's very highly successful bristlers out there. Yeah.
0: No doubt.
1: I mean, Aaron Rodgers is bristling right now, and I kind of can't blame him. Uh, look, I, I'm not the world's biggest Aaron Rodgers fan. I'm sure that's some of the Bears fan in me, and some of that's the shenanigans of the last few years. But to my ear, his pretty impressive clapback, at Sean Payton on behalf of Nathaniel Hackett was dead on. Let's just start with the macro View of this. What do you make of the uh, Sean Payton brouhaha he made for himself? I kind of loved it.
0: (laughs) You know, I I feel like, uh, and maybe that's the um, right, the media in me is because we see these press conferences, we hear from these quarterbacks, these coaches, these GMs, and everything is so scripted, especially this time of year. You know, hope is in the air. Everybody's happy. Everybody's optimistic. I thought it was really refreshing uh, in that interview with Jared Bell to get some honesty. Look, he didn't say anything that was, was, was wrong. I mean, I've, I've never seen the movie Human Centipede. I would imagine it's something that resembles the Denver Broncos and all those primetime slots last year. It was awful. It was brutal. It was detrimental to our health. And, uh, and Nathaniel Hackett was central to that. So it was bad. And he's quarterback in Russell Wilson, and he's going to support his guy And, yeah, I think what was kind of weird is he kind of threw his own team under the bus in some spots in that interview, but it was raw. It was real. And he's kind of putting the spotlight directly on himself, Sean Payton is, in that, look, if things go badly, everybody's going to point back to that USA Today story. So I I thought it was just really refreshing. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers, his antenna's up on most things, and he's going to stand up for as he put, maybe his favorite coach of all time in the NFL. Um, but, yeah, I, I, get, I get why people were upset at Peyton's comments because it kind of breaks the unwritten rule that you shouldn't criticize other coaches. But, hell, I mean, in a league where we don't get honesty and most press conferences and comments and quotes and interviews are so insipid and it's just drivel, and you kind of, ugh, you don't even want to waste your time. I thought it was pretty damn cool to get some honesty.
1: I love that. That's a different perspective. Ty Dunn bringing it. Ty, what's the uh, if we measure success for the Broncos this season with a low bar, let's say they are in competition for a playoff spot with a couple of weeks to go, come what may at the end of the season, what is the likelihood you think that Sean Payton can get that team to that place?
0: Yeah, I think that's the perfect way to put it, Bill. I mean, if they they're not going to win a Super Bowl this season, they're not – going to get into the playoffs and win a game or two. It's, it's, Russell Wilson, I, it's hard to imagine him just turning back the clock and dropping those moon balls 50, 60 yards downfield. But I think that that is success for the Denver Broncos, that they can get to eight wins, that they can get to nine wins in this crucible of a conference. I mean, really the division within the conference, you've got to deal with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert if they're competitive, if they're on the uh, the in the hunt graphic with a couple games to play, that's a success for Sean Payton and I think that coaching in this league absolutely matters It matters beyond the play calling, beyond the play design. I mean, you could feel it there from afar. I mean, day day one with Sean Payton, it's like, "All right, yeah, Russell Wilson, you you're not going to have your own entourage in the building. You're you're not going to have your own locker, your own car space, all that stuff." I mean, that that kind of sends a message to everyone, that there's a new sheriff in town, and he's got the pelts on the wall. I mean, we, we've all seen what he's done in New Orleans, turning that organization around. Eventually, maybe he can get Denver to that to that place. It's not going to be this season, but hey, nine
1: and eight that would be a hell of a year for the Broncos. Ty Dunn, the founder of Go Long, here on here on the show. Ty, obviously, running backs are not being paid at the level they think they should be, and there's been a lot of examples of this. The latest standoff is, is Jonathan Taylor and the Colts. There's a lot There's a lot sort of in the mix here. It seems that he is looking at the future and understanding, and it's not hard to see the future, what's going on in the league, and Jim Ursay's comments, tweets, public and otherwise. How do you think this taylor Colts drama resolves itself? It's probably going to be the drawn-out version
0: of the Saquon Barkley New York giant situation where Saquon just kind of looked into his crystal ball and saw that he really couldn't do anything about this. And yeah, he's going to have to play and teams are going to see 400 touches and he doesn't even matter if he gets 2000 yards on those 400 touches, probably going to hurt his value, but it's better to play than not play. Just take it from Le'Veon Bell, who publicly said he never should have sat out the season with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Look, he sat out a season. He thought he was going to really prove a point. And what happened? He went to the New York jets and he disappeared. So I think it just is what it is. Sadly for these NFL running backs that they've got to play. I think that Jonathan Taylor even realizes that, look, I give him credit. You know, at this point in your career, this is the time when you got to try to take a stand because you still have some tread on the tires. And that's probably how he's thinking of this. Um, But, but I, I don't think anybody's really going to budge. I mean, Jim Irsay's done some pretty crazy things. Looks no further than Jeff Saturday, but we know from his own comments, he's not about to uh, hand Jonathan Taylor a blank check. The only thing that's really going to change this all, and I do see a glimmer of hope for running backs, Bill. I, I really do like the schematic evolution that we're going to see next. I think, I kind of hope, is that teams just bludgeon defenses with a downhill power rushing attack because, look, there's a lot of 225 230-pound linebackers that, have all, that are all trained to kind of like think and react to RPOs and chase around these athletic quarterbacks, maybe that's the next evolutionary step is you just line up and run the ball downfield, or you unleash these, these diverse threats like a Jameer Gibbs, a Bajan Robinson. Hey, they're still getting drafted pretty high. And then you've got to win with that player, win a Super Bowl with that player, not necessarily a seventh-round pick Isaiah Pacheco, and then pay that player, and then keep winning, and then I think we'll see running backs finally get paid a lot of money. A lot of dominoes got a tip. I don't know if it's going to happen, but maybe it does.
1: Ty Dunn, what's your confidence level as we talk about standoffs and money's always at the root of these things between Chris Jones and a Chiefs organization that obviously has had massive success and a pretty good culture and been pretty well run the last several years?
0: Yeah, I'm not really swimming in the dollars and figures of the the Chiefs cap, but isn't this why Patrick Mahomes is so underpaid relative to all these other quarterbacks. I mean, he's giving the chiefs a crazy discount. Uh, He he might be the greatest quarterback of all time when it's all said and done. And you do that kind of stuff. So you can pay up for Chris Jones. I mean, he, he got them to the super bowl, third down Cincinnati Bengals need a play shift out the D end. He sacks Joe Burrow, gets you the ball back and Patrick Mahomes does the rest. So I, I I think that you just got to get it done one way or another and, and make him as it, you know right right there with Aaron Donald. I mean I know Aaron Donald's a future Hall of Famer, but Chris Jones probably isn't that far behind with how he can change a game at D tackle, still moving around the line. Um, you know I was out there Super Bowl week and his teammates are basically comparing him to Shaq. Like he is the Shaq of pro football on the D line at his size, his speed, his athleticism, still in his prime. Hell, you you got to find a way to get
1: this done, uh, Ty. You know it, it's interesting. We assess teams based on what they accomplish and what they do, but it's always hard to know when an organization's championship window has closed. I think until after the fact. Right, hindsight is always the clearest way to look at things. I've been leaning for the last year toward the the perspective that the Bills may have missed a window just given how difficult the AFC has been and all the other things that are going on. doesn't mean I'm right. It's, it's just sort of where I come down. You're in that neck of the woods. What is your optimism that Buffalo still has a real chance to win a Super Bowl, given the Chiefs, given the Bengals, given their, their own sort of details over the next few seasons?
0: That's a great observation.
1: I, I'm with you.
0: And it was a weird offseason here in Buffalo because you've got your GM and your head coach both publicly saying that Josh Allen needs to kind of stop being Josh Allen. Look, I I get it. You want him to stay healthy. But, I mean, all of these quarterbacks who've been getting hurt, I mean, usually they're getting hurt inside the pocket. It's it's not like you run out and you're jumping over linebackers and stiff-arming and spinning and, and you break your leg um they've been at their best when Josh Allen is just doing freaky things and yet they they were out kind of saying hey he's got to change his game and then Stephon Diggs has his situation whatever the hell that was with Sean McDermott and Josh Allen and nobody really knows uh but there he is at training camp we'll we'll see if that bubbles to the surface again and they didn't really have a lot of money to spend while other teams could because you, you paid your quarterback and they haven't really been drafting that well they've kind of assembled a lot of C minus to B minus drafts. So I I get the concern, and you start to wonder, was that 13 seconds game as close as this team was going to get? I tend to think, though, as long as Allen is healthy, as long as Stephon Diggs is healthy, now that you get Von Miller back at some point, these are elite talents that can't compete with anyone. But I, I think people are getting a little nervous. And they are wondering if they've got the head coach that can deliver in these playoff moments because, look, you, uh, Doug Peterson in Jacksonville, for example, he puts the ball in his players' hands. He's going for two to beat, uh, to beat uh, the Baltimore Ravens when they're a play away from being three and eight, right? Like he's saying he's looking into his crystal ball at that point and said, tell us his players, we're going to win the rest of our games and get to the playoffs. And there, there he is with the Eagles, with the Philly special. I, McDermott isn't that kind of coach. He, he gets very uptight in these moments, and I think it kind of trickles down to the players. And there's a reason they get to the playoffs, and they can't get it done. So nothing really matters until they get back to that playoff moment.
1: All right, Ty Dunn, let me, add, let me close on, on a strange question. Uh, we had a debate on this earlier. I was in Maine last week for a vacation. I'm, I'm a landlocked kid, even though I live in L.A. now. I didn't see the ocean until I was 20. My dad was in the meatpacking business, didn't eat a lot of seafood. I don't understand lobster. I mean, look, it, it tasted fine, but it was a lot of work. I, I, we like a lobster dinner. I didn't. I didn't like my lobster roll. Are you? Am I? Can, can you? Got? Am I missing something on the supposed magic of lobster that I just didn't quite connect with in Maine last week? I'm. I, I think I'm with you. You know.
0: I just my my head always goes to Seinfeld episodes i 'm picturing Manhands, right where jerry 's day the girl who just takes the lobster she just she's just cracking it. to bit there's too much work involved like when, when you're ready to eat you're hungry you're starving, you want to go to town, you don't want to have to you know fit a workout in as well and have to kind of labor to get to the goods and then a lot of times you get to the goods on the lobster and you're you're pulling out this this very thin slice of meat. Yeah. I don't know. I, I it's good. I, I'm not anti lobster, but hell, I just went uh, went out with my wife for
1: dinner and you know ordered a big old steak. Like let's just let's keep it simple here, <laughs> right? Thirty-two ounces. Like I, I, I'm maybe some potato of some kind. It's baked. It's fried. I don't know. I know I'm gonna be full. Ty Dunn, you you deliver, man. And and the bristler over here, uh, Tommy, the producer. He, uh, he's got his hands in his head, which I I also love. Like you're bringing all the magic, buddy. Love the time. Appreciate you. <laughs> we'll be talking a lot as the season gears up. Thanks for thanks for being on the show, pal.
0: Hey, I appreciate you, man. Keep up the phenomenal work, uh, every man. It's just so good to see you getting the love that you deserve. Awesome, excellent show. Always listen as much as I can.